This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Well, everyone, the temperature outside here around St. Louis is cold. Could be much colder. We could have a lot of snow. It could be icing. I'm not complaining. But it's Scott Trade this year, and yesterday afternoon when the Canucks came into town, it's frigid. It's uh, Alaska weather. It's Antarctica weather in that building. The Blues cannot seem to win there. They don't seem to play well there. And a lot of you are saying they haven't played well anywhere. Well, that's true too. But your home ice should be an advantage, not a disadvantage. I'm not going to say a lot at the beginning of this episode because you all know how I feel about the way the Blues have been playing up and down. They play great Friday night. They look like they could beat anybody. Sunday, you're thinking the Canucks are not playing well this year. They've been an up and down team. Maybe the Blues can start a winning streak and get two games in a row. But just like the Blues, the Canucks will not show up one game. And then when you think they're going to have issues against a team, they show up. They're very similar to the Blues. Some games they're there, some games they're not. Well, in this game on Sunday, I wouldn't say the Canucks played great. I would say the Blues played very, very bad. And they got some very unlucky bounces. And it was a terrible game. Around to the far side. Troy Stetcher moves down from the right point. Now Jay Bomeister takes control. Gives the puck away to Pedersen. He centers. Besser shoots over top of the goal. Puck comes to the crease. And it's in <laughs> up Jake Allen. The can- puck came <laughs> off the glass. It'll be Besser's goal. As it hit the net miner and went into the goal. Uh, Brock Besser, who's had some problems hitting the net, misses the net on this one. And it goes up and off the glass. It's an old building here and the Enterprise Center Jake Allen never even gets turned around and it's off his back and in. Let's start from the beginning of this play. The puck heads towards the corner. Jay Bo Meester's behind the net. He goes to get it. He tries to pass it back around the back of the net and there is Patterson who sends it right back to uh, Besser. Besser shoots it. It goes up over Jake Allen back against the glass rolls back against his body and goes into the net. Terrible luck for Jake Allen. Terrible play by Jay Bomeister. So that goal was given up by a guy that's played bad all year long. The coaches praise him, say he's great. He's made too many mistakes this year and he cost the Blues an early, early goal that shouldn't have been. Bester's having a hard time finding the net, but he got a fluke goal and fluke goals can get something really started for you when you're having problems scoring. That goal would be Besser's seventh of the year. Pedersen gets his 12th assist on that pass to Besser right in front of the net. Two minutes, 31 seconds in, Vancouver's up one to nothing early. After this goal, the Blues were being outplayed. They really were. In fact, Darren Peng made a comment in the first period. If the Blues don't step it up and start working harder, they're going to lose this game and it's going to be a long game. Well, it was a long game. 12 minutes, 46 seconds in, Elias Pedersen who assisted on that first Besser goal, 
gets his 15th of the year to make it two to nothing. Sunquist checked by Stetcher, and here's Elias Pedersen cutting to the middle. Pedersen making moves, and a quick shot, he scores! They get ripped in off the stick of Jay Bowmeister. Pedersen has a goal and an assist, and the Canucks have a 2-0 lead. It's amazing what your penalty kill can do for you. The Canucks did a great job on the double minor to Eric Branson, and as soon as it's over, the guys who don't kill penalties come out. Brock Besser, Elias Pedersen, fresh off the bench, cut to the middle, and get the shot away. And just hits the heel of Jay Bowmeister's stick and sneaks inside the post by Jake Allen. First goal, Jay Bowmeister's fault. Second goal, Jay Bowmeister's fault. If you're going to put your stick in front of a shot, make sure you know that you're going to stop that shot. When a puck hits a stick, it's going to change directions 99% of the time. This one did. Jake had already been in position to make the save, probably would have made the save, but it just kind of knuckleballs him and goes past him. So these first two goals are on Jay Bowmeister. Sometimes a goalie can make the adjustment, but Jake wasn't able to make it in that instance and Vancouver is up two to nothing. That would be Pedersen's 15th goal of the year. Stetcher gets his eighth assist, 12 minutes, 46 seconds in. Vancouver's up two to nothing. But they weren't done, guys. Brock Bester had a big night, gets his second goal of the game, his eighth of the year, about a minute and a half or so after Pedersen's goal to give Vancouver a three to nothing lead in the first period. Here comes Pedersen. Besser going to the net. Elias Pedersen centers. Besser shoots. He scores. Three nothing Canucks, and Pedersen has a goal and two assists. Boy, oh boy, what a save by Jacob Markstrom at one end. Tarasenko with a one timer. Markstrom, perfect position, stick on the ice, makes the save, and all of a sudden the Canucks turn it. You see Elias Pedersen just feathers that across perfectly to Brock Besser. And Besser gets control and rifles it by Jake Allen. And the Blues are going to make a goaltending change after Besser's second of the game. Markstrom makes a big save on Tarasenko. Vancouver transitions out of their defensive end quickly. Gets to be a two-on-one. Besser gets the puck, puts it past Jake Allen. And that one, Jake Allen should have saved. Jake Allen seen the angle he was going to take, and he beating glove side. That one is on Jake Allen. That would be Besser's eighth goal of the year and second of the game. Pedersen gets his 13th assist. Hutton gets his 7th assist. 14 minutes, 6 seconds in. Vancouver is up 3 to nothing. There wasn't a ton of shots in the first period. 8 by Vancouver and 9 by the Blues. Can the Blues come back? Can they show some life? Because so far in the first period, after that first fluke goal, they just look dead. They don't look like they care. And I'm talking about 90 to 95% of the team looks that way. They look just befuddled. They look like they don't know what they're doing. And if they don't step it up, it's going to be a bad second period. Well, Chad Johnson came in in relief of Jake Allen. And guys, two of those three goals are not Jake Allen's fault. That third one was most definitely his fault. But Craig Berube tries to put something into the Blues, put a fire underneath him, brings in Chad Johnson. But it did no good in the second period. And Vancouver would get two more goals to make it five to nothing. Here's Roussel stepping around his man. Antoine Roussel throws one on goal. Loose puck, they score! I think Louis Erickson might have got a stick on it. Horvat was there as well, and it's four nothing Canucks. I think it's going to be Bo Horvat, who just got positioned in front of the net, spun around, 
and the puck was right there. That's a good job by Antoine Roussel, just throwing it along the ice. You know you're going to get a rebound, and if you have the stronger guy in front of the net, and how is Bo Horvat? You described him as a horse earlier. Spin around, throw it at the net along the ice. Rebounds there, and there's Bo Horvat. Louis is coming in too. And I think it's Horvat takes a whack at it first, and yep. he gets it before Louis Erickson can pounce on it, and it's by Chad Johnson. Would have been a goal either way, but another road tally for Bo Horvat. Besser takes his pass. Brock Besser backs up the defense, and then lost the handle as he tried to pull the trigger. Here's Pedersen across, they score! Nikolai Goldobin on the pass from Elias Pedersen, and the Canucks are up five to nothing. This line has just been able to move the puck and take their time. And this time it's Elias Pedersen just bang bang play over to Nikolai Goldobin and the Blues standing around watching. Besser fans on it and then keeps it in play. Branson throws it. Pedersen immediately gets it across to Nikolai Goldobin and Brock Besser is going to get an assist on this one too. The first goal by Bo Hovart in the second period. Chad Johnson should have gotten that rebound. It was a soft enough shot where he could have held on to it. He didn't hold on to it. And Bortuzzo cannot push Bo Hovart out of front of the net, which the Blues have been unable to do this year. I don't know why they're so afraid to get physical in front of the net. That goal by Bo Hovart would be his 14th. Roussel gets his 10th assist. Erickson gets his 9th assist. 11 minutes, 23 seconds in. It's 4 to nothing. The second goal by Goldobin, many mistakes. Number one, Chad Johnson comes way out of the net too far on his left side when Pedersen had that puck and Pareko was not paying any attention at all. And I mean no attention at all to Goldobin by the net. Goldobin skates behind him, gets in position. Chad Johnson's out of position and it leads to a goal. Too many mistakes on that play. That goal by Nikolai Goldobin was his fifth of the year. Pedersen gets his 14th assist and Goodbranson gets his fifth assist of the year, 13 minutes Eight seconds into the second, the Blues find themselves down five to nothing. The Blues outshot Vancouver in the second period, 10 to eight, but not a lot of good chances. And Chad Johnson was partially at fault for both of those goals. That Bo Hovart goal, he didn't grab the rebound. It was a soft shot. He could have stopped it. Bertuzzo didn't do his job of getting Hovart out of the front of the net. Second goal, Pareko didn't do the job of getting Goldobin out of the front of the net. And Chad Johnson comes over too much to try to challenge Pedersen. And these mistakes lead to goals. By this point, you're wanting the team just to show that they care. That's what most fans there are wanting. And as a matter of fact, there wasn't many fans there. The fans are really showing their disgust for the way this team is playing. The only bright spot in the game, eight minutes and five seconds into the third, Jordan Kyrou gets his first goal of the year to make it five to one. Now the Blues attacking, here's O'Reilly, Portuzo, and then Cairo, he scores! His first National Hockey League goal for Jordan Cairo. Well, that's a positive. Always a special moment scoring your first NHL goal. Like it in a different set of circumstances, but with 12 minutes left on the clock, there's some glimmer of hope and energy here in the building. Braden Shen throws that puck Right to the training staff to Ray Barilli. Wouldn't have come to him unless this stick blade of Bortuzzo's, it, it broke so it slowed down the puck and ends up right on the tape to Jordan Cairo. I'm so happy for this guy. 
He didn't play good at the beginning of the game, but he started picking it up, and he gets his first goal as a blue and the first goal in the NHL. Just a wicked shot from about 10 to 15 feet out, puts it past Markstrom, and the Blues are down 5-1. to one. That goal by Kyrou, like I said, was his first as a blue, first in the NHL. Portuzo gets an assist. O'Reilly gets his 17th assist. Eight minutes, five seconds in. Could the Blues stop Vancouver for scoring and kind of try to get back into the game? They didn't get back into the game, and they didn't stop Vancouver from scoring any more goals. Brock Besser would get his third goal of the game for the hat trick, his ninth of the year, just 40 seconds after Kairou's goal to make it 6-1. to one. He finds Pedersen, back to Brock Besser. Long wrist shot, deflected in. Besser threw it on goal. And I'm not sure he knows how it went in, but I think it's a hat-trick goal as it went in off a St. Louis player. There's traffic in front. Josh Levo is the guy who is creating the mayhem in front of Chad Johnson. Brock Besser just snaps this wrist shot off a couple of bodies in front. Levo's there, but I think it might have hit Pareko's left leg. Where Edmondson is in front of Levo, and Levo has both defensemen with him. It hits somebody. The third fluke goal of the game. Two goals that Johnson shouldn't have let in out of position, plus defensemen unable to do their job in front of the net. The first two goals against Jake Allen, not his fault. The third goal was his fault. So out of the six goals, three of them were the goalie's fault, or at least partially his fault. You can't play that way. You you just can't do it. You've got to give your team an opportunity to win. Whether it's pushing guys out of the front of the net, whether you're a goaltender, You need to be in the right position. Just all-around bad play through the night. That goal by Besser, as I said, would be his third of the game, a hat trick, his ninth of the year. Pedersen gets his 15th assist. Pouliot gets his third assist, and it's 6-1. to That's the way the game would end. Let's review the stats. Shots on goal, 23 for the Blues, 21 for the Canucks. Face-offs pretty even at 51% for the Blues, 49% for the Canucks. Each team had two power play opportunities. One of the Blues' opportunities was a four-minute power play, and they only got a couple shots on goal. You cannot do that. You need more shots on goal in a four-minute power play. The Blues out-hit Vancouver 22-14. The Blues out-blocked Vancouver 16-14. Blues had seven giveaways, and the Canucks had five. Let's head to the post-game interviews, and we're going to do this a little bit differently this time. I'm going to play the players' post-game interview with Alex Steen and Tarasenko, make a few comments, and then we'll play Craig Berube's post-game interview. Right now we're not committed enough to what we want to accomplish. and um, You know, tonight was uh, a couple unlucky bounces, and, and it completely changed the, uh, the uh, competitiveness of the, um, of the game. How do, you get, how do you get more committed? We got to work at every day. Every day is a new opportunity, and we're not taking those opportunities right now. It yeah. seems like you come out flat in these like that four-minute power play, which didn't generate anything. I didn't think we came out flat. Well, not come out flat, yeah. but flat at some point. That four-minute power play. Yeah, I wasn't out there for that. No. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But we'll watch it tomorrow. Obviously, upset group. We got to get back to work tomorrow. Alex, systems-wise, what do you feel like you can change? What what has to change here? Uh, systems-wise, yeah. it's not systems. 
it's all all it is is competitiveness and work ethic and right now you know i thought we came out decent and then you know something happens a couple unlucky bounces again i haven't seen everything but not good enough does the team get a little maybe too satisfied with a with a big win i mean you beat you beat some some of the best teams in the league here we played some good hockey at times but at times not so good does this one feel any different than the previous losses i know i know they're all bad but i mean at home sunday following up a good win i mean why are you guys unable to put together quality games in a row right now? I don't know, but we're going to look at it, and we're going to get back to work tomorrow. Alex, how, how tired are you guys of, at, of answering these questions? Over, the, I mean, it's got to get old for you guys too to sit here and try to talk to us about it. Yeah, it is the way it is. We got to, you know, you play better, you don't get these questions. Right now, we're not playing well enough. So, you know, you said the work ethic. I mean, that's something you feel like you guys individually Com can control to compete. And the commitment to what we're trying to accomplish. It's not there right now. And and um, like I said, every day is a new opportunity. And today we we um, we didn't take advantage of this one. But uh, nothing's going to change until we, we start working. And, you know, we got to get back again tomorrow. It's, it's the way it is. Consistent, uh, consistently in our game. And uh, I apologize. Uh, uh, to all our fans, like we can't play at home like this, and uh, it's like I said, it's unacceptable. And I don't like, I don't know how to like fix it. We work on it, but it doesn't work for now. And we have a like really hard game, and next day we just blow up like this. Like I don't know. Was that uh, that four-minute power play a key? Uh, I mean, you didn't get, uh, you guys didn't get anything out of that, and then kind of things went yeah, down. We need, to, we need to use chances like this, especially in the start of the game. It's supposed to give our team uh, emotional bump, and uh, we need to get on the scoreboard if we have four minutes of power play. And we didn't do our job over there tonight, and this is followed to this result. Okay, some people say that I'm angry, that I'm an angry person. Last year, I was on Alex Steen for several games because he was playing terrible. And Doug Armstrong, in one of his press conferences, had stated that uh, he listens to some of the vlogs, he listens to some of the podcast, doesn't really pay too much attention to it, but he quoted something that I had stated about Alex Steen and said that I was an angry person and that. Most vloggers and podcasters are angry people. I'm not an angry person, and most of, in fact, if not all of the podcasters and vloggers that I know are not angry people. We see what we see, and we make comments on it. That's what we do. If it's good, great. If it's bad, then it's bad. The point that gets me in this interview with Alex Steen he makes a comment twice that really gets my goat. Doesn't make me angry, just gets my goat. They ask him about the four-minute power play. I wasn't out there. I didn't see it. This guy's supposed to be a leader. He's not paying attention to the game. Yeah, do guys talk when they're on the bench? Of course they do. I know that for a fact for my years of playing hockey. Even when I didn't start the game in goal, I paid attention. Did I pay attention to the whole game? But no, I paid attention to most of it. 
probably 95% of it, you get a feel of what's going on within the game. You get a feel as to what their team's trying to do by watching the game. Do I expect them to pay attention 100% of the time? No. But this guy, according to some, is a big leader in the locker room. So big that people want him to have the captaincy over Petrangelo. Are you kidding me? He doesn't pay attention on a four-minute power play because what's his excuse? I wasn't on the ice. He and he's not paying attention to the goals that are being scored. Going to have to look at them on tape. I didn't see them. I didn't see the unlucky bounces. I didn't see how that happened. And of course, still makes the same excuse that we've heard every game from these players. It's not the scheme. It's not the game plan. We're just not playing hard enough. There's enough of that. There's too much of that. Some changes need to be made. Let's go on to Craig Berube's post-game interview. Fluky goal, you know, bad bounce goes in and, we, you know, we, we get quiet. We stop playing, um, you know, and saying that uh, we gave up eight scoring chances tonight in the game and six goals against. So it's, you know, there's a lot of areas that got to be better tonight for sure. No, it's got to be better. Just like our other players had to be better too. You know, we get a four-minute power play and nothing happens, especially early in the game like that. You know, we got to make something happen there, and that's our best players on the ice. Craig, we heard the word uh, fragile again in the locker room again today, and I understand that I know where it's coming from, but at some point, is that just, you know, repetitive? Well, like, we got to get, you know, we got to be mentally tougher than that tonight, like to let a bad bounce, you know, affect us like it did. Uh, Alexander Steen said he, he didn't think enough, there was enough commitment day in, day out. Do you, do you see some of that? Uh, explain it. What do you mean day in and day out? Like, well, from game to game, from day oh, to day, game to game. The, the well, that's certainly why we're where we're at and why we we show inconsistency like we do. So he's dead, right? Uh, you, do, you, you would think that would be a given for, for pro athletes. Yeah, maybe. it should be a given. But right now it's not. So what's the way out? I know we're still early in the season. But it's not early in the season. It's not that early in the season. You know, it's uh, the way out is that, and it's the same thing we preach day in and day out. You have to go into every game, no matter who you play, and you got to be committed to giving 100% effort and be uh, and com and compete as hard as you can every game. If you don't, it doesn't matter who you play. That's what can happen to you. What happened uh, today? So I don't. We're gonna keep drilling in our heads. So you guys can ask, keep asking me and asking me and asking me. I'm gonna tell you the same thing. We're gonna keep at it. We're gonna keep pounding it in our heads until they get it. Is, that's it. Is it the same group of players? Is it different players from night to night? Or? Oh, it's always something different. Are you disappointed that some of these veteran guys haven't taken Very disappointed. It's not e not even close. On the power play, was just everything kind of breakdown? Are you not getting set up in the zone? 
Well, we, we had the puck right away. We won the faceoff, and it's just, you know, we talked about before the game having an attack mentality uh, with their penalty kill. Uh, they're an aggressive penalty kill, and, you know, we just don't shoot. Or we shoot, miss the net, goes down the ice. Just, and then we got scrambling and, you know, really didn't get set up too much again. Two shots in four minutes is it's, it's unacceptable on the power play. When you talk about being disappointed with these veterans, I mean, how do you hold them accountable? Do you start taking ice away from them? Yeah, well, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, there's different ways. I mean, that's an in-house thing anyhow, right? You know. Do you know what I would like to hear from these players and from the coach? I'd like to hear a little emotion, a little anger. Upset at the way they're playing, not their heads between their legs. We need to play better. We got to put in 60 minutes. We're not prepared. We need to play better. And then Barube gets upset because the media ask him the same question. I'm going to keep telling you the guys the same thing over and over again. There's something wrong with that. If you're telling the same players the same thing over and over again, you're doing the same thing every game and expecting different results. This is why I said Craig Barube cannot be this team's coach in the long run. I want from this team somebody like Drew Doughty to step up. Drew Doughty ripped his teammates. I mean, he basically blew them up. Where's that fire? Where's that passion? Where's being upset for losing? Does that make you win alone? No. But some of these guys need to show some emotion that they care. When you care about something and something bad keeps happening time and time again, eventually it's going to boil over and you're going to get upset. I've yet to see a player come out and really get emotional, really get upset at the way they're playing. You know, Alex Steen gets smart Alec with the media. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. What do you mean? We came out flat. What do you mean? What do you mean? They're being defensive. They're not being proactive. They're not being offensive. Barube puts it out there that players can sit, and maybe we'll do that. There's no maybe about it. You're losing games. You're playing bad. The guys that are playing good, guys that are playing okay, give them minutes. And for the love of God, take J. Bo Meester out of the game. They keep putting him out there and expecting different results. I've made this argument all year. I've had people tell me, Jay Bowmeister is one of the fastest NHL defensemen. He's good. He's really good. He's known as one of the top defensemen. Yeah, about 1,200 days ago, three years ago, he was known as one of the top defensemen. He's not anymore. Craig Berube comes in, said he's made a few adjustments. Nothing need to be majorly overhauled. I'm sorry. This needs to be majorly overhauled. And for those of you that said give Coach Berube a chance to right the ship, if this was the Titanic, they would have hit the iceberg four times, maybe more. They would hit the iceberg, backed up, hit it again, backed up, hit it again, and backed up, and then sank. And I'm not trying to be negative. This is what I see. Changes need to be made. 
One of the changes the Blues did, they brought up Bennington and sent down Sammy Blake. If this team plays like they do in front of Bennington, same things are going to happen. But don't expect Bennington to come in here and be the savior. This team needs a bunch of changes made. Can you make those changes quickly? Probably not. Can you get rid of one or two guys? Probably. But don't hold out thinking you're going to get first-round picks for everybody on this team. It ain't going to happen. Maybe the Blues can step up and play well against Florida and win a game. But do we think that's going to lead to anything? If you do, I'm glad you're positive. But I don't see what history this year is going to make you positive that they can pull off four or five games in a row or win seven out of ten or eight out of ten. I think right now most people would be happy if they won five out of ten. That would be a step up, and that's just sad. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Don't forget to send us emails. Don't forget to look us up on Twitter. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.